Blog Talk Radio. Evolutionary Woman Radio. Tune in Mondays and Thursdays, 5.30 p.m., only on Blog Talk Radio. Visit our Facebook page for archived shows at facebook.com forward slash Evolutionary Woman Radio. Good afternoon, family. Welcome to another episode of the Evolutionary Woman Radio. I am your host, Khadija Ali, and today is Thursday. <laughs> I almost forgot. Today is Thursday, August 4th. Happy birthday, President Barack Obama. Today is his birthday. Just wanted to give him a quick shout out. 
here on the radio program. And you guys know that we are here each and every Monday and Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, I'm excited. The lineup and the guests that we have been having on the show, oh, my gosh, we have such amazing, amazing women. And every time I think that show topped it, that was the best show ever, uh, I'm always pleasantly surprised at the next guest who comes on and is just as magnificent. And it really speaks to the mission of this show, which is to highlight amazing, amazing and powerful women who are up to big things. They don't mind being seen. They don't mind showing up powerful in the world, and they are here to absolutely serve. And tonight's guest is just so that person. Her name is Jenna Ball, and family, we are going to talk about something I think every woman needs to have this conversation. Every woman needs to hear uh, this information. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about who she is. She is a writer. She's an illustrator. And she's a public speaker. And she has 25 years of experience creating multimedia stories. Uh, which capture your imagination. She's crafted everything from a syndicated humor column and features for a national publication to a series of children's books known as Critterkin. And most recently, she has embarked on a global campaign to debunk the myth of perfection. Now, you guys see why we have to talk about this? Because we know as women what is the number one thing we suffer from. We are not enough. I literally just had a pep talk with myself in the bathroom (laughs) before the show to remind myself that I am enough as I am. Just right now, in this right now moment, I am enough. But anyway, she's written a popular children's book. Jenna has written a popular children's book called The Not Perfect Hat Club, and it's a campaign that brings children and teachers and parents from around the world to read, write, and create art around what makes them perfectly imperfect. She offers author readings, virtual classroom visits, workshops, and keynotes that focus on helping people of all ages recover from the perfectionist mindset. Her work is based on lessons learned in classrooms, working with hundreds of students, teachers, and parents globally, and cutting-edge neuroscientific research which shows that emotional intelligence is a vital requirement for learning. That's so against what we have been taught in our society, and I would venture to say um, in many other parts of the world. And those who spend time with Jenna leave feeling seen, inspired, and empowered to make a difference in the world, family, Oh, my God, this is a gem. This is a gem. If you are on the line or if you're listening online, please, please tune in. Call in with your questions because we are going to really delve deeply into this today. And follow us on Facebook. Of course, go onto the Facebook page. Like it. Like the page. It's uh, Evolutionary Woman Radio with host Khadija Ali. So that's the page. But also follow us over on Twitter. We are on Twitter. 
Evolve Woman One. That's our Twitter name, and uh, we'll be we'll be posting some. I'm pretty sure she's going to share some awesome information with us tonight. So I'm going to be sharing that on Twitter and sharing uh, the, the the conversation as we talk about it. But please, ladies and gentlemen, because I do have men who listen to the show, please welcome. Jenna Ball. Jenna, are you there? I am, my friend. What an introduction. My goodness. <laughs> oh, so my fine. gosh. You you are you are an amazing amazing woman and the reason I know that is just yeah. what you're taking on is so vitally important to um everyone's mental health, spiritual health, emotional health yeah. and you know we're we're definitely going to get into that. Um I did read your bio, but is there anything else that you would like the audience to know about who you are and you know, what inspired you to go in this direction? Well, first and foremost, I have to tell you that, that I am a recovering perfectionist. I feel like I'm confessing okay. to a form, of, a form of alcoholism. But, I mean, yes. it's the same notion. You know, we're all raised with competition mm-hmm. and believing that we're less than and we have to change our bodies and change, you know, everything about ourselves. And um, right. the second thing you should probably know is that the people who have taught me the most about this subject are children. And I continue to be in awe of their joy, their creativity, and their willingness to do what you just did and be completely honest and open and vulnerable because that's the road to recovery. (laughs) There's no way you're going to find out how wonderful you are and what your gift to the world is unless you're willing to be vulnerable and admit that you are not perfect. Absolutely. I totally agree. I think that a lot of times in uh, the world that we live in, especially now in this new age of social media, when you can be anything that you want to (laughs) be on social media and people think that it's real, um, you know, that our, our children are living in a different world. We're not living in the world that we used to live in. Um, And I, I don't know how old you are and it doesn't matter. But the world that I I remember growing up in is is vastly different from what I see my children growing up in. So oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> you yes. know this, right? So yes. you and learn from time, children. I think, that, I think that our our culture has a lot of catching up to do, because part of the yes. reason we have so much of a problem with perfectionism these days is because we're still operating with the kind of industrialized education system that's obsessed obsessed with testing. And so when we are hyper-focused on, you know, doing things exactly right and performance and that there's only one way to learn something or do something, then we're going to get this perfectionist mindset. I see it with the kids all the time. I mean, they understand intellectually that they don't Mm -hmm. have to be perfect. I mean, you could say to them, well, what what about Michael Jordan? You know, he missed – 28 times he missed his shots, you know, and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they go back, and on Friday they have a test. And so they have a really hard time risking and and, and not being afraid of trying new things because, of course, they're afraid they're going to fail. So I, um, right. I like to quote um, Edison, 
who said, I didn't, I never failed. I just found 10,000 different ways it didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Which I love, you know, because really um, life is about learning and it's an ongoing process of trial and error, at least in my experience. And um, the real satisfaction comes from embracing the process with other people. And, um, you know, you get to your goals, yes, but the goals are always changing. So it's the process I'm interested in, you know, having kids fall in love with. Yeah, and, you know, I was um, looking here, and you said that you discovered children as young as seven, eight, and nine. Oh, my goodness. So so young. I had no intention of writing about perfectionism. Um, I was writing this series of books called Critican, which means animal family. And it's designed, you know, to teach kids social emotional skills. And I was going to classrooms and reading. And every time I would do a drawing exercise with the kids as part of the presentation, they would be very excited. But as soon as they started to draw, every single one of them would say, I can't do this. Mine's ugly. Mine's bad. This is terrible. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I couldn't understand what in the world, you know, until I finally used my head and asked them, <laughs> what's, wrong? what's wrong? And they said, well, mine's not as good as yours, or mine's not perfect, or mine doesn't look like the dog. or mine. And I said, whoa, 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 what do you think being not perfect means? And I'm not kidding you. I have a list of over 100 negative adjectives, but my favorites are not favorites are bad, stupid, ugly, messed up, insane, dirty. I mean, I just can't believe that the kids actually feel this, you know. And then I thought, you know, okay, some somebody needs to do something about this. Yes. This is why I wrote yes. And by the way, it's, yes. not, it's not confined to just the United States, although, but, you know, the U.S. is really obsessed with testing. But I've done a global program now, and it's universal. I mean, it's mm-hmm. India, it's Greece, it's Australia, it's New Zealand, it's Britain, it's Germany. We all have this problem, and it's time we got over it. <laughs> and, you know, I think you touched on something about living in the industrial age that we no longer live in. Newsflash, <laughs> if anyone is yes. listening, newsflash, <laughs> the industrial age okay. is gone. It's history. We are now in the information age, which requires yes. a whole nother skill set, and mindset. Thank you. Yes, it does. Indeed. You know, this is the age of, in my opinion, and you may or may not agree, but this is really the age of entrepreneurs. This is the age of, you know, every day there's a new app being discovered, and that comes from creativity. That doesn't come from a B in algebra or an A in (laughs) chemistry. That's so true. Yes. You know, well, that comes from, yeah, go ahead. Well, it, it, this is kind of um, one of my pet peeves because um, I really believe that we that each and every one of us has a gift to contribute to the world. And I like to yes. think of it as a giant puzzle we're all trying to figure out together. And mm-hmm. if you give up and quit or, or decide that you have to be perfect, then a piece of our puzzle is missing. And it's going to take yeah. everybody different creativity, inspiration, willingness to collaborate and not be afraid of each other. I mean, I'm convinced that the biggest lesson we can give our kids is empathy. And when I say lesson, I don't say, 
I don't mean just say to kids, be nice. I mean, they need a chance to practice it. It's like a muscle they need to develop. But if we give our children right. empathy, then they're not going to be afraid of other people. They're going to be interested in other people. They'll be willing to share their stories and hear other people's stories. And what comes out of that but creativity, inspiration, collaboration, and correct me if I'm wrong, but we need that in this planet if we want to keep it alive. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I really I, – I, um, mm-hmm. go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say that you really you, – you put into perspective – a little bit more for me, the the notion because we hear it, you know, in the at least in the metaphysical world, we hear it that we are one. Yes. yes. But you know, what does that really mean? And, and to me, just now, you broke it down in a very um, simple but you know understandable way to really understand what that means. And I like the analogy that we're all a part of the puzzle. Yeah. I really like that. But go ahead. You were going to say something. This is good stuff. <laughs> well, um, one of the things that, that I find intriguing, because you were talking about how we've moved out of the industrial age and into this information age. And um, I work a lot with Adobe systems. You might know mm-hmm. them, um, Photoshop, Illustrator, Indi- you know, all okay. those software. Yeah. But they have a whole education arm where they do e-learning programs and things. And they're very smart. They commissioned Stanford to do a few studies for them, and they asked um, employers what they're looking for in, in graduates. You know, what do they need from their new employees? And they all said, we need them to be flexible, creative, willing to collaborate, have a team spirit, blah, 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 mm-hmm. right? Which is just the opposite of what kids are graduating with because they've been taught they're in competition with other students for jobs, right? Yeah. And to and we taught them to think in silos. You know, this is math today, and then tomorrow we're doing history. They don't meet. <laughs> so right. the, inter- the interesting piece about that is that 62% of the jobs our kids will have are not even invented yet. So, of wow. course, employers, I know. So, of course, employers are going to be eager to get creative outside-the-box thinkers. I mean, how else are they going to have employees that can function in the world? Because, as you said, you know, we're all changing and adapting so quickly that, boy, you better be quick on your feet. We can't have yes. kids or young adults who are afraid. And that's what we're turning out, I'm convinced. You know, we're a bunch of people that are afraid of themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. 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 So I don't know um, how much you'd like to know about the Not Perfect Cat Club itself, but what it has taught you, me. You read is, my mind. <laughs> that was my next question. <laughs> Yeah, well, the book, well, let me tell you a little bit about the book, and I'll tell you what I've done with it, because I think that this is sort of the beginning of the answer, because I'm certainly not the only one who has the answer, but I know that this this kind of approach is effective. So the Not Perfect Cat Club is about a golden retriever who is bred for, for perfection, and I don't know how much you know about the show dog world, but they're perfectionists on steroids, right? The dog's ears have to be a certain length. Their coat has to be a certain color. Their tail has to be, you know, I mean, it it goes on and on and on, right? So this poor Uh golden retriever, bred for perfection, is a dismal failure in the show ring. His nose is too big, his paws are too small, his tail is too long, and he just can't seem to get the hang of his stay and heel. I mean, he's just a mess, right? Right. So in, in the 
judgmental terms that we apply to our children, you know, he's a failure. So he mm-hmm. is, I'm, I'm making an analogy, obviously, and the kids get it immediately. But anyway, he gets some, he's rejected and, and turned into the animal shelter where he's adopted by a child psychologist and becomes a therapy dog. And all of a sudden, he's found his piece of the puzzle. He's happy. He's, he's learning. He's growing. He's changing. And he's, his job is to help kids fall in love with themselves. And so mm-hmm. the whole story revolves around this process of him making mistakes, which every person on the planet will groan and say, oh, my gosh, I've done that. <laughs> and right. how he learns what forgive himself, you know, and the kids who work with him on this. So I wrote this book, and it was just a joy to write because, I mean, I chuckled over my own jokes, I'm embarrassed to say. But anyway, so I mean, it's just really, I love writing. So then I started reading it to the kids, and I realized I want to give them something to take away. You know, once I leave the classroom, I want something to take away. So Yes. Um, I created something called Not Perfect Hat Club Blog It, and we got 160 classes in 16 countries together for six weeks, and we read the book together, and then we did creative activities that explored the themes of perfection, and then we shared them with each other all around the world, and it was the most astonishing thing I have ever seen in my life. I mean, I was excited, but I had no idea what the children would do with this information, you know, they didn't just read the book. They didn't just do the creative, creative exercises. They just blew it off the planet. So I'll give you an example. I said, let's, let's take a selfie picture. Everybody take a picture and post it to your blog and say something about yourself. I thought that was mm-hmm. a fun exercise, right? Yes. So yes. Yes. what I get back is selfie poems, not just pictures, poems, rap songs, kids dancing and making games and I thought holy cow what have I done you know I mean it was just this this explosion of joyful creativity and self-exploration and they were saying things about themselves that were really risky you know like I'm afraid Mm -hmm. that there's something wrong with me you know I didn't get you know I didn't get an A or whatever I mean they risked it with each other and so I was almost not out of the picture, but I would step to the side and the kids were teaching themselves. And I think that's the next big thing. We got to take down the walls of our classrooms and let children yeah. explore, collaborate, and teach one another. That's the that's world the- we live in. Yes, I agree completely. The world now, we live in. We- and I'm hoping to do it again. <laughs> Oh, that's you know what I'm I'm sitting here because you're reminding me of a book that I'm in the current um, in the process of reading, and it's not like it's just a reading book, but it's it's Brene Brown's The Gift of Imperfect- Imperfection. I love her. Oh, I love Brene Brown. Have you seen her TED Talk on vulnerability? I that's my next place it, to go. You must. She is just incredible. I'm in love with that woman. I just, if she one really of my goals is one day. <laughs> I never knew. I mean, she has opened up my heart yeah. more than anything. She's opened up my heart because my mm-hmm. mind stays open, but she's opened mm-hmm. up my heart 
to really accept myself in totality for who I am, the quirky stuff, you know, all of that. Um, But I think more importantly, the work that you're doing is you're getting them young. You're getting to the to the younger younger um, our youth, our youth, um, and that's where the real change is going to take place in the world. You know, it's never with you know if you if you think about the '60s, you know, the flower children. You know, it was it was the young. (laughs) You know, the young yeah. people, it wasn't like, you know, grandma yeah. and grandpa because they're setting their way. Yeah. Um, so the work <laughs> that you're doing is so powerful and so amazing. Like, I wish I had more. I, there's there's got to be more descriptive words I can come up with. But the only thing I can think is, like, powerful. Um, I, I need to call into existence that you will be on, sitting on uh, Super Soul Sunday, Talking and oh, teaching. That'd be lovely. Yes, teaching well, this you know, because. Mm-hmm. I'm. I don't want to interrupt you, but I. I mean, this is something. No. Now I don't. Bear in mind that I very very clear that I don't have all the answers, but um, I really like to hear from adults because um, I think that we're all recovering perfectionists, and there's no reason we can't, you know, work on it ourselves. And so yeah. um, in and one of the, the groups of adults that I'm really eager to work with are teachers, of course, because they're they're the ones that have to help our kids learn these emotional the skills. Yeah, they are. And so, I mean, they were raised in a school system that didn't teach them. I mean, our our school system teach, treats kids like they're a, an empty hard drive and just dump information in mm. there. It doesn't take mm-hmm. account of the social emotional physiology that's at work because neuroscience has proven now that kids who are anxious or frightened or hungry or upset, they don't learn well. It's a physiological thing. So we need both sides. So, but I'm very eager to start the conversation with adults too, because, you know, and I do um, workshops and keynotes on perfection. One is called um, lessons from the little people, how to adult proof your life, how to adult proof your life and reclaim your superpowers. Because you never met it. a third grader who didn't think they could do anything they wanted to. <laughs> and they, they don't have that problem. Um, right. And the well, other two one year is, old. Uh, oh, two-year-olds. I mean, and they demand your attention. Like, you will pay attention to me because I have an idea and it's important. Right. I love that. <laughs> yes. But anyway, I just I don't want to give up on the, on the adults either. I just like to, um, I'd like to hear more from them. And I'd like to spend more time with them to see what would work. Because I know it works with kids. Um, what would help the adults? What would, how well, would we you know what? You're, you're right. I, I think that, um, I think maybe that's why I'm such an advocate for women. Because yes. we are the first teachers of the yes. children, even yes. before they go to school, even yes. before they're even exposed to, yes. Yes. you yes. know, yes. any any outside influence, you know, the first teacher, the first nurse, the first everything is your mother. And so, you know, I, I, I guess I'm an advocate for women and children. And not to say that men are not included, but we have more of a, and I don't want to be, I'm going to back off of this. I'll just back off of this, and I'll go somewhere else with it. I think that who 
whoever. And I want to stay on topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about anybody who's parenting? Because I've seen some pretty awesome dads, Anyone. you know. But I think you're right about if you're carrying a child. I mean, we're we're learning more and more every day about what children actually absorb through the amniotic fluid, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they acquire taste for food in the womb. Right. And taste for music in the womb. I mean, it's so intriguing to me. Right. Right. But anyway, I you know what I want to talk about? What? I want to talk a little bit more about, and we still have about maybe 20 minutes or so um, left for the show. Um, But I do want to talk about the importance of emotional intelligence. We touched on it. um, But how, how important do you, yeah, how important do you see it? I think it's, it's right up there. I think it's no longer about, you know, numbers and facts and figures. Um, Can you explain to the audience, first of all, your definition of emotional intelligence, and then we'll talk about it a little bit more. Well, to have this conversation, you have to understand the physiological uh, ramifications of of, uh, emotions. Because for the longest time, we just thought that they existed. We didn't really understand what an impact they had on the body and the brain. Mm-hmm. But now neuroscience, and I can give you links um, and um, tell you about um, particular researchers who have done just um, are doing amazing work about this. But the simple the simple way to think of it is if you're anxious or fearful or hungry or angry, then the upper functionings of your brain get shut down, you know, the uh, mm-hmm. upper cognitive function, and the the lower brain, the primitive brain, takes over because you are in flight, flight, freeze response. Right. And so, and so children who come to school or are bullied or are afraid or have experienced something at home that's traumatic, they can't function. They literally cannot learn well. And so that's the basis, the basic premise. And I think that any teacher who's worth his or her salt will agree that children who are happy, feel seen, appreciated, encouraged, they all learn better. And this is why. Yeah. Because the body releases endorphins. It, it releases, you know, it's, it's just basic physiology. Right. And we've discovered from MRI that creativity and, and positive emotion lights up all different kinds of, all different parts of the brain. And so the, the brain gets wired to make um, important connections that we need later as an adult, right? So to me, emotional intelligence has to do with knowing what your emotions are because kids tend to be very reactive. I mean, they just don't, unless they're they're trained to say, well, wait wait a minute, what are you feeling? Why are you feeling that? Well, where did that come from? What might you do with that Mm -hmm. feeling to get it out of your body? They don't know what's going on. So children, emotional intelligence is, Knowing and and owning what you what you're feeling, and having an awareness that there's a way to cope with it instead of just having it happen to you, and feeling empowered to work it out. Now it doesn't have to be just negative emotions, but the idea that you can take what you're feeling and turn it into something positive and take action on it, share it with someone else, or do something about it is so important because then you don't feel like a victim of yourself, you know. Right. Does that make sense? That makes a you you have no idea how much that makes sense. <laughs> I would it love really to does. share. Um, 
some some like the Dalai Lama Center in uh, Vancouver, Canada, um, has a whole study going on called the Heart Mind Wellbeing, and they they're working on this, and there are several other um, psychologists slash neuroscientists, and I could send you or we could put up the link. Um, because it's really it's fascinating stuff, and it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know, we need to learn to cope with what we're feeling as well as what we know intellectually. And the reason what you're, the reason why I say what you're sharing with us tonight is so very important mm-hmm. is that I look at the state of the world that we're living in right now, and not to say that there aren't wonderful things going on because they absolutely are. There's a wonderful thing going on right now. We're on Evolutionary <laughs> Woman Radio there, with yeah. Kim Hall. <laughs> but I think what is missing from our society and in and the world is the emotional intelligence, is yes. learning what empathy is. It is tapping into that part of you uh, that makes you a human being tapping into that so that you know how to recognize it in another person so that you can connect with that person. Yeah. I think we're yeah. shut yeah. down from that part and from that aspect of ourselves. And so when you were sharing about um, the primitive brain, which we need, we do need that for survival. Yes, we do. But we yeah, don't need do. that to connect with people and to to build um, – to share with people and to 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 bring in and usher in this new world that's coming in. I really feel like it it's a fight to keep the old world here when the new world is is not going to be like that. So no. yes, no, to agree. answer your question, absolutely I think that you broke it down in a way that anyone who's listening to this show right now or going back to listen to the replay will absolutely get and understand. So thank you. You're welcome. I think what I'll do is post the resources to the Not Perfect Cat Club site. It's just, you know, notperfecthatclub.com. And then you can look up the actual neuroscience yourself because it's it's really easy to understand and it's interesting. But I think it's really important for everyone to to grasp that we can't just turn our emotions off. You know, we have to deal mm-hmm. with them. And I, that's what happens. You know, and so many of these things that are happening, uh, the violence that we're seeing, it's it's raw emotion that people are unaware. They don't know why they feel the way they do. They just feel threatened and frightened and scared, and they react. Well, that's really not the best way to go about doing business with one another, you know. Right. Did you know that children are... Mm -hmm. Good. I'm, I'm just ecstatic to talk to you. So much fun. Yes, no, Uh, go ahead. This is fascinating. Please. One of the things I just read about and didn't know, um, I'll post this link to it. It's it's actually on my blog. It's called The Science of of Kindness. And that's on my blog on notperfectcatclub.com. But it turns out that that children are, are born empathic. I mean, I didn't, I had no, I mean, I didn't even think about that, right? So children are born naturally compassionate and empathic, but mm. like it's the part of the brain that handles that, the emotions, needs to be exercised the way the part of our brain that handles language needs to be exercised. So they're very similar. They're not in the same parts of the brain, but 
unless we practice this and we have the opportunity to, to experience and build our memory around empathy and compassion, it doesn't get developed enough. And so I think it really behooves us, you know, from day one to give our children the opportunity to experience empathy and take action on it. That's why I build projects into the Not Perfect Cat Club, because <clears throat> it's one thing to hear a story and experience it. That's good. The next piece mm-hmm. is to talk about it. That's all good. But right. then you have to really integrate what you've learned. You need to go out and practice it. So, for example, we, I'll read the story, we'll draw the dog, we'll tell a story about the dog, and then we'll go down to the animal shelter and put that story on the dog's cage and meet that dog so you can help it get adopted. All of a sudden, the pieces connect. Oh, my gosh, I helped save a life. You know, that's yes. huge, huge learning thing for the kids, great for the dog, great for the shelter, great for the community, because the community needs to be involved in the education of our kids. Whether you teach in a school doesn't matter. Every kid you encounter, you're teaching them something. Let's make darn sure it's something good, <laughs> you know? Right. I am sharing. I, You know, you said something really powerful. I'm tweeting it because it was a tweetable. Oh, good. <laughs> yes. But the whole, the whole idea of how what what compassion really looks like like from the the theoretical area of it because we can we understand it in our minds and we know the definition we can go online or go on a book and yeah. look it up and see the definition. We understand it but intellectually. But then it's another thing when you can talk and share the idea of what it is, and then you took it a step further and you said, let's go demonstrate it. Because then we're taking it all the way through. We're not just talking about it. And it it becomes real. It becomes real. So I was tweeting that. (laughs) Yes, well, I just Uh, tweeted that and gave you the article. (laughs) You did? Oh, good. (laughs) I did. I want to share. Oh, the um, science of kindness. Wonderful. Yes. That will give you all the basics. Um, I did a wonderful program about a year ago with the Iowa Animal Rescue League and 75 mm-hmm. fourth graders, 75 fourth graders in Des Moines, Iowa. We made a news a newspaper together, and it was called the Doggy Daily News or something like. The kids designed the whole thing, and some kids were reporters, and some were were photographers, and some were, you know, they wrote the the editorial department pieces and it was fantastic but what they had to do was was actually go meet dogs and interview the shelter people and find out about this one topic and the topic was are pit bulls bad dogs and Mm. so the whole the whole the whole newspaper discussed this you know and some kids had to argue that pit bulls were bad whether they believed it or not but they had to argue that, and some had to argue that pitbulls are good dogs. And, and they, so they learned all those communication skills that we're always asking kids to learn, but then they got to apply it to something that were, was actually handed out and sold and presented to the Animal Rescue League. And so those two parts of education were seamlessly integrated. I think that's the way mm-hmm. to really educate kids. You know, social emotional skills are not separate from, from the rest of our learning. Let's just bring them together. Right. 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 I like that idea. I like that idea. Holistic. 
I like to call that holistic, taking all the parts of who we are, our emotional parts, our our brain. We still, you know, everything still is coming from the brain. Um, right. You know, There's but it's coming from the left oh, and the right brain. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's really interesting to see the connections in the MRIs. I'd love for you to read the book and tell me what you think. Would you would you do me that honor? You're you're talking to um a recovering perfectionist, aka <laughs> a book lover, aka <laughs> you know. Well, I'd uh, love um, to have you read it. Tell me what you think. Absolutely. I would love to read it. And I want to remind everyone that we are talking with author and illustrator. I feel like that's not enough to describe who you are. You're 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 no, a world I'm changer. So <laughs> I, uh, I know you write, yeah. and I know that you illustrate, but yeah. you, yeah, you, you yeah. yeah, I know you educate, but you're I'm on you're, a mission, you're, girl. Some, yes, you you you're something going on. You're, you're a superhero. You know, you're, and you talked about that in, in your blog. Um, I wanted to yeah. mention that to people. There's an article that you talk about um, donning your uh, Clark Kent clothes. <laughs> yes, albeit. Oh, it's called Able to Leap, called Able to Leap Tall Buildings. Yes. This is, yes. So, this article, I'm going to post it for everyone to go read the article uh, where you mentioned that. But um, this has been a pleasure and an honor oh, to have you likewise. on the show. Um, come back anytime. You are a sister and a friend to oh, the show. Oh, my goodness. That would um, Yes, absolutely, absolutely. We will talk behind the scenes and set it up so you can come back. Whatever you have going on, uh, let us know. Keep us informed. Stay stay in touch I with will. us. and. I will. You know, whatever we can do to to facilitate or host a show, you know, specifically for whatever you're working on, let's do that. You know, um, I'll just throw this out there. We can think about it. Um, when I run this global program, one of the things I love to do is include parents. So maybe we could do a show that lets, you know, invites the parents to talk about it too. Because I think they're yes. kind of left out of, yeah, they're left out of this conversation. They shouldn't be. Absolutely. I let let's talk behind the scenes about that. Okay. So we I can love set to. that up. I just love. Yep. Such a pleasure to meet Wonderful. you. Wow. It's what been a, it's been a, a. Yeah, I you know, I have to give a shout out to Women Speakers Association. We are both members, yeah. and yeah. I have met some of the most fantastic women I have ever encountered in my life because of that organization, because of that association. It really is something um, to be a part of. And are you in Canada? I am in North Carolina. Oh, my, Jenna, I'm in the Triangle area. (laughs) I think you and I are like 10 minutes away. I live in Cary. I'm always in Cary, Jenna. You and I need to get together. <laughs> I was I, going to I ask. Shop, I shop. I go to Trader Joe's and Whole Foods in Cary every, pretty much every other day, if not every I day. I have a five-minute walk from Whole Foods. You and I need to get together. <laughs> we we have to. We have to do lunch or something. Something Absolutely. really, really soon. Yes, yes, yes. Really soon. Yes. 
What a, what a right. wonderful yeah. discovery. I know. Isn't this beautiful? I love it. Well, all right, family. This is, yeah, this has been another episode of Evolutionary Woman Radio. Thank you so much for being here, Jenna, and thanks to all of the listeners, people listening online and and uh, listening in on on the phones. We thank you for being here. Uh, stay tuned for another a dynamic episode coming up on Monday. We will be back, and until then, have a peaceful, prosperous, and productive day and weekend. See you all next week, family. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you. To be continued. Absolutely. <laughs> all righty. Bye. Evolutionary Woman Radio. 
Tune in Mondays and Thursdays, 5.30 p.m., only on Blog Talk Radio. Visit our Facebook page for archived shows at facebook.com forward slash evolutionary woman radio.